Yay, everyone. I'm here with Amy and Scott, who are in Lisbon, right? You're in Lisbon right now, yes, right? Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. Hello. And I am super excited to ask them all the things I have been meaning to ask them. Um, so I've been reading Amy and Scott's um, It's Love from Lisbon, correct? Yes. That's right. Yes. yes. Love no, from Lisbon. It's, it's yes. Love from Portugal. Oh, yeah. sorry. Love from Portugal. We were going to we were going to name it Love from Lisbon, but then we weren't sure we were actually going to stay in Lisbon, and we decided Love from Portugal gave us more flexibility. There, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, for listeners, it's Love from Portugal. It's a fabulous Substack. They do such a nice job. Great pictures, um, some little videos in the last one of their dog Josie. So, um, I'm super excited for everyone to get to know you guys and to learn a little bit about your story. So. Um, I put this in the notes. You're welcome to say, no, I can't answer that uh, right now. <laughs> Hopefully we won't dive into too much that, that feels like, you know, it's an invasion of privacy or something. But I'm, I'm curious, Kenny, if you wouldn't mind just sharing your story. How did you end up in Portugal from Missouri? Is that right? Yes, right? yes it is, yeah. St. Yeah. Louis. Actually, part of um, why we started the blog um, – other than the fact that we started it for just as an email um, for friends and relatives. Um, and then they started sharing it for people to strangers and saying, hey, can you put them on the list? And we were like, hmm. Other than that, a part of our goal is to be open and honest um, and to tell people our real experience, because that's not a lot of what we were reading when we were thinking about coming over. So we're happy to answer anything. Um, and if anyone has any other questions outside of that, we're always happy to answer. Yeah. 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 There's, oh, that's... there's instructions on how to get in touch with us on our blog. So yeah. feel free to use them. Please. Oh, thank you. That is such, so kind of you. I know for me being in Montana, I really had to sift and sort through what's real, what's not real. How many rose colored glasses are people wearing? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Is it just wine they're drinking? <laughs> is it all that cheap beer? <laughs> because really, the wine is cheaper than the water. Um, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that part is true. That part is true. Wow. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um. So when you when you were wading through the rose colored glasses versus the not so ro rose colored glasses. Why did you still decide on Portugal? Because um, someone might say, well, were you just listening to all the rose-colored gla glasses people <laughs> before you moved there? Or, Well, well you know, our first, our first thought when we, when we kind of said, all right, we need to really start investigating seriously how to make this work was to look for countries where the native language was English, because that would obviously be the, the smoothest transition um, for us, we, fe we felt. And turns out that places like Australia and New Zealand and, and, and the UK, they're not super interested in, in just accepting immigrants um, unless you have uh, in-demand skills or, or uh, an awful lot of money or are considerably younger than, than we are. And so it did not take a long time for us to say, hey, this is not going to be an option. <laughs> Once we decided that we were going to move um, which was uh, January 3 of 2022. And we just were like, okay, we're moving. And it was bang on fast. And how fast can we leave? Um, and it took probably a month or less to figure out it was going to be Portugal. Um, and we had never been to Portugal. We had never really been outside of the United States, except for Mexico, um, which we loved, and uh, England, which we also loved. Um, very different places. Yes, for sure. It's That's funny. I think it's a certain type of person. We're also in that boat of never been to Portugal, but traveled to the UK and Mexico and Canada and um, New Doug's been to New Zealand um, and we've both been to Australia, but really never explored Europe at all. And so lots of people, I don't tell that part to a lot of people because they think we're slightly crazy for moving somewhere we've never <laughs> been before. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've, we've, we've been called that. Um. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Many times. And I'll gladly take that mantle on. I mean, the big thing to do is you go on a scouting trip. And we were definitely thinking about doing a scouting trip. And then we said, oh, the housing market is really hot right now. Also, we felt like we got a message from God that it was time to go. That yeah. it was just, we were ready. It was time. We're not getting any younger and we're ready to go. So what's holding us back? Really? We can always scout once we're there. Uh, we really were feeling very confident about Portugal. Uh, once we had crossed off all of the English speaking countries, boy, it's pretty much Portugal. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we, we you know, we, we, Portugal checks a lot of boxes when you when you do when you search for countries where it's 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 safe to live and where English is spoken even if it's not the native language and where the weather is nice and where it's where it's relatively affordable and and so you know Portugal keeps popping up on 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 a, on, on a lot of these best places to retire lists and 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 we we investigated Costa Rica we investigated Ireland in great depth uh, before settling on on, on before really feeling like Portugal was the best place for us. Yeah. That's so interesting. Same, same with us. Um, we, I'd done quite a bit of research in the last few years. We've been talking about it for a while and Ireland was one New Zealand, actually my, uh, very close friend has just moved to New Zealand, but her husband had a visa through an entrepreneurial program uh, and, yeah that made it a lot easier. But like you say, for New Zealand and Australia and the UK, specifically for Americans too, it's really challenging to get the right yeah. pieces. And as you're getting older, if you're retired, they just don't really yeah. want you. No, right, they, we right. don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> Have you gathered why you think Portugal wants, wants you, wants us and you know, why that seems to be a benefit to them? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah what it, the, it, there's Portugal is one of the poorer countries in, in Western Europe. And there's been a sort of a steady emigration of, of younger people as they try to find more opportunities, better pay elsewhere. And so the, population was, I, I'm not sure if the population was actually declining for a while or just getting older one or the other, but they, they, the, the government started making it easier for people to come to immigrate in to the country. And, you know, the golden visa scheme, which if you've done any research in Portugal lately, you know, that's being phased out, but that was phased in with the intention of making it easier for people to not just come here, but invest in the economy. Uh, and there's all sorts of controversy about how well that or not that has worked and what the, what the results have been, which, look a lot like gentrification of, of uh, particularly of Lisbon and, and Porto and, and other uh, bigger cities. So I, I think, I, I don't think, I, I don't think Portugal is, is trying to shut down immigration. I think they're trying to tweak the policies that they've had in place yes. to try to continue to encourage people to come, but also try to keep the housing market uh, in a little bit more balance, perhaps. Yeah, I think it's really important that the housing market not be pricing out um, people who are already here. But and I think they're they're really working hard at that, which is really interesting to be in a country that does do things carefully. Uh, that's interesting um, and and new. It's very interesting to be in a country that sees a problem and wants to take action. They are definitely moving more towards as long as you are not going to take a job from someone who is here, please come on in. Uh, and it's great. Um, we have a lot of friends here who are um, digital nomads. Um, so they're starting the digital nomad visa. And that's going to be a very interesting change as well. Um, although we already have digital nomads um, friends who are here and it works out really well. Um, it's, it's just such a great place to live. 
Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it. And um and and it looks like there are some things that the rose-colored glasses people got right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from, from from reading from reading your um your blogs it sounds like people have been friendly um that you've you've been able to make friends also with expats who are there too and that you know there's a lot of positives about the country. So Absolutely. What do you think they got right um, in your experience thus far? I think I had my first true uh, Portugal moment uh, for the first time just this past week. I went to lunch with a friend. It was actually just um, coffee. We just had coffee. Um, And we ordered a coffee. It was incredibly inexpensive. And we sat in the cafe and we talked for two hours and we were never, no one ever came by and said, would you like anything? No one came by. Nobody ever, we never saw anybody. We just, there were, you know, people were moving around us, but we're just chatting and oh my gosh, we just chatted about this, that, and the other thing. And all of a sudden we realized, huh, they're closing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and we realized maybe we should move on. They never came to us and said, you know what, we're closing, you need to move on. They probably would have stayed because we were having a nice time chatting. But we said, we'll move on. And that's Portugal. As in the U.S., I never would have done that. I was in and out of a restaurant in 45 minutes for a full meal that's just Boom, you know, you're in and you're out, turn the table over. And here it's a two hour coffee. <laughs> and it's, it was fantastic. It was a totally different pace. Oh, I love that story so much. Yeah, because we were so efficient or we're so in, in America, it's, um, yeah, that in and out and that knowledge of, oh, they need to turn that table over and yes. that person's livelihood is based on tips and different right. things. And so, right. uh, but to have a culture that's interested in fostering connection and, and yeah. letting yeah. you linger. Yeah. I think, I think one, one thing that I, I, I read a lot and I see in action here is the culture in the United States is transactional and the culture in, in yes. here is, is relational. Uh, you know, you, you can, you build relationships with people you, 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 and you say, so you, you, you can, you can like people who run their own shops, they want to get to know their, their clientele. And it, that, which isn't to say that it doesn't happen in the United States, but, but that's not the, that's not the, the, the way things you know the, the the linchpin of of the of the way things work there, and, and that at least not in our experience. I mean, like we the the pharmacist at the at the bottom of the oh, hill, my heavens. Paolo. I mean, you know, we we can't walk in to the pharmacy and walk out in two minutes. We're there for half an hour, just chatting about whatever. And you know, sometimes there's people waiting, and they don't have any problem waiting, and and because because. You, you know that when you get to the front of the line, the person at the front of the line is going to take as much time with you as they took with the people in front of you to get make sure that your problem is taken care of before they move on to the next Oh, person. lines are totally different here. Lines are like, if you're in line and you're like, why is this moving so slowly? You don't think that anymore. Now you're like, well, I just know that when they get to me, they'll take as much time as they need to. And you know they're taking as much time as they need. And that's okay. And it's a it's a totally different mindset. It's an adjustment. Yes, it is an adjustment. <laughs> I bet you, you know you have to be you have to kind of walk in with the idea that okay we may be we may be literally standing in the in the foyer of the bank for an hour before we get to see a teller, and that may happen. Yeah. And as long as you're aware of that and prepared to accept that, that can be fine. But if 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 you're going to do a slow burn for sixty minutes, that's that's less of an that's less of a, a you know a positive outcome. A, a key here is accepting everything is going to be slower, and everything you know you waiting on a document to come in the mail going to take a lot longer waiting on somebody to help you going to take a lot longer it's just going to be like that and once you accept that and, and indeed embrace that then if something comes faster oh my gosh it came so fast and you're just it's a totally different uh it, it, it makes the waiting 
is so much easier. And I've heard so many people who are here um, and have been here a while still railing against how difficult it is. Um, I'm very, very fortunate. I'm the type of person who's a type A and I was an event planner. And so I was worried about this. And I'm so thrilled that I have been able to embrace the other side. Now, I will say moments of surprise where I wasn't expecting it. Um, Scott went in for a colonoscopy. Mm -hmm. And normally you're able to go in with your person as soon as they're, um, they come out. And no, you wait in the waiting room and you do not see them until they are released from. And you're like, but no, I should. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not okay. Um, and part of it's expectation, but also part of it's like, that's not okay. Um, yeah. I want to be with my loved one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can imagine I would want to be with Doug if he yeah. was in a similar situation. I have been because colonoscopies are fairly kind of routine here at yeah, a certain age. Yeah. Just part of life. Yeah. Um, sorry for the younger folks in the audience, but they're part of life. <laughs> you will experience these younger folks. You will eventually. Yes. We hope you will. We hope you get yes. to that point in life where you get yes. to experience these. And yeah, I feel like patience is, yes. we live, I, I'm going to just state an opinion. In my humble opinion, it feels like we live in a country where everyone is ADD in the sense that we yes. all are, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we all have a patience and an attention problem. Um, and you know, yeah, when I've traveled before, that has been one of the most refreshing things is to feel like, yeah. oh, yeah. and to notice myself in lines feeling kind of aggressive or impatient. And then, then to notice everybody else around me just not caring and then yeah. going, oh, well, this is okay. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. So sounds like you've had a similar experience with with that. And I'm I am looking forward to getting patience as a virtue, maybe. Yes. <laughs> it's delightful. It really is. It it takes so much of the stress away. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If you can just embrace it. It's sort of a what is that, jujitsu where you lean into the things that mm -hmm. you, you know, would normally resist and it makes it all better. So yeah. Yeah. So tell me about, uh, I, one thing that stuck out for, for me reading your blogs is that you've had some decisions to make about where to live. It sounds like you temporarily, or you decided to live in Lisbon for the first part of your journey, at least um, yes. in moving to Portugal. And then you were deciding, you know, whether to leave Lisbon or not to other places. And, and you had some specific criteria, which I absolutely adored, and I won't ruin the surprise, but <laughs> would you mind speaking into that a little bit and what, what your decisions have been like around where to live in the country? When we first were thinking about moving here, of course, we came without a scouting trip, um, be, and we decided that we would live... Um, in one of the cities, because it did seem like that would be an easier way to uh, acclimate. Um, there would be a larger group to um, settle in. If we had more questions, they could get answered more easily. So we chose um, either Lisbon or Porto. We couldn't make a decision. So we said we'll get real estate agents in both. And whichever one comes up with an apartment first, hey, that's where we live. It turned out to be Lisbon pretty darn happy with that decision. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, okay, so there were three things, if I remember correctly, that you really wanted to keep about Lisbon. Would you mind talking about those? That when one is, was a huge surprise to me. I was like, oh, really? That's really interesting. So I think you know which one I'm talking about, but maybe not. If not, I'll, all right, I'll tell you, I'll tell you which one. So, <laughs> so when I was reading your blogs, it sounded like your church, so your community, your church community was really important to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, board games was yes. the one that surprised me. Okay. Gotcha. Board yeah. game community. Yep. And yep. and there was a third one, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Our social life, our social life here is revolved around, yes. as you said, those those three those three elements. So our yeah. we, before we even got here, we started connecting with people from the the Lisbon Social and Cultural Club Facebook group. 
and uh, which has just been a godsend. Yeah, it's they, wonderful. they 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 kind of they organize. I mean, John and Karen Miller are amazing. They organize you know over a hundred events every year, um, and 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 people go you know just show up and and, and get together and 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 less than 48 hours after we were boots on the ground here in, in Lisbon, first time ever, you know, in the country of Portugal, there were, they, they, they were a bunch of people getting together at a Thai festival um, over in Belém. So our, our dog had just arrived several hours before and we didn't want to leave her alone in the apartment. So we needed to figure out how to get her there. Um, but we decided it was worth going. Yeah. Even though it would have, it was not easy to get there. Uh, and, and it was, a very good move. I mean, some of the, some of the people we met there are people we still hang out with today. We consider some of them family at yes. this point. Yes. Um, so, so that, that group, there's a couple of different Facebook groups, but that's been the, the major yeah. social support. And then we have been, we, a few years ago, we made a sort of a conscious decision to lean into board games as a way to kind of form our own community. And, mm-hmm. and, and we, we started throwing a monthly board game night at our house in St. Louis. And so, um, we wanted to keep that as part of our experience wherever we landed. And, and through meetup dot, uh, the, you know, the app, the meetup app, we found uh, two different groups in Lisbon that, that play board games. And it's, it's possible to go out at least three nights a week and play board games at, at cafes or, or restaurants. We, we, we don't do that. that one, often. Of, one of which I do want to mention is, is literally just down the road. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> wow. it's uh, I, I, I routinely get there early because I forget how short a trip, a walk it is. Um, is I'm like, Oh, it's 10 till seven. I better go. And I get there. It's, Oh, it's four till seven. I'm early. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and and then and then yes, and then finding a church was important as well. And uh, yeah. we connected with Riverside um, from yeah St. Louis as well. we kind of connected with them before we got here. Also, these are all three groups that we actually connected with before we left St. Louis. Um, yeah, um, and yeah. each of them, you know, welcomed us in a certain way that felt like okay, we're going to be all right there. And so it just felt like we are already welcomed home, yeah. which was just great when we arrived. We recently had a party here. It was the second gathering that we'd had in our apartment. We live in a T1, which is a one bedroom. Um, it's very small. It's about 600 square feet. Um, um, and uh, we had 18 people here. And um, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Was yeah. that, is that against fire code regulations? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, we were, it was intended to be um, a drop-in where people would come in and then leave, which we've had before in other places. And it's worked out great. People come in, they stay for a little bit, they leave. People came in and then they stayed <laughs> for like the six hour length of time. And it was great. There were people playing board games in the kitchen, which is tiny. There were people, it, it was awesome. It was just the best. And and there were yeah. people that we'd met from all three of those different groups here um, who were meeting each other for the first time too, which was kind of neat to, to introduce friends of ours to each other and have them get to know each other. Yeah. It was so, just the best. That is the best. I love that story so much. I'm just imagining these little board games that people are playing or, you know, in the kitchen and all, all across the apartment. It's hilarious. Uh, so the three area threes were um, your church, the, um, it sounds like an expat community or Lisbon cultural community, yeah. Yeah. and then a board game community. Yeah. Yeah. That was, oh, that's great. I feel like that's such good advice for people who are considering moving anywhere really yeah. is to, to tap into the communities that are important to you and to your hobbies and the things that you really like yeah. to do. Yeah. And we've done others. Um, we're um, doing an improv group um, every other uh, Saturday in a park. Uh, we've done a one where you go and you have really intentional conversations. There's, there's so many different things that you can do here. The, the community that is here is really interesting because they're very, uh, it is not only immigrants, although it is more immigrants than um, Portuguese. Portuguese. Um, 
but there are some Portuguese in, within it. But it is very attempting to, these are people who are willing to leave their home, who are willing to try new things. So it's a very different type of people than maybe the type of people that uh, we socialized with in St. Louis. And the, we had a fabulous, fabulous group of people that we were surrounded us in St. Louis and we miss them dearly. But yeah, yeah. this, this is a very interesting, it's so many people from so many walks of life from so many countries. It's so many times we are in a group and in a group of like a hundred and you can't find somebody who's also from a country. So it's like so many different countries. It's just amazing to be, you got to go to one of these potlucks because the <laughs> potluck is astonishing. Just a food from it, from Scotland and a food from Indonesia and a food from the Philippines. And Oh, wow. It is really good food. <laughs> I bet not your typical jello salads. With oh, no. Marshmallows <laughs> in them. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of food, Scott, I know, I don't, I don't know if you have food sensitivities as well, Amy, but I know Scott, you have some food sensitivities and, yeah. and things you're trying to work around while you're, you're in Portugal. So how, and you've, you've written quite a bit about food, which I've really appreciated. Um, how has that been in terms of the transition? Well, it, yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's been interesting. Um, so I, Probably as much as fifteen or twenty years ago, I, I, I had I had some back and forth with 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 dairy and what, with what I thought at the time was lactose intolerance, and, and may have been at that time I don't know. And so I, I I'd sort of cut out a lot of dairy, and it, it got to the point where in you know in St. Louis I didn't have to think about it much. I you know I had my solutions. I I I'd made my pancakes with soy milk. Um, I I. I, I, I just, you know, I, I didn't have cheese on the hamburger or whatever. And it was, it was a non-issue. And then moving here, I just kept going and doing the same sorts of things. I had, I, I got, I, I found soy milk and, you know, and I would ate that with, you know, my cereal with that and whatever. But then I started having the problems popping up again. And I started reading labels, which is not easy to do Ooh. when they're in Portuguese and, 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 no. and, and dairy comes in many forms it's not just milk Ooh, it's it's, yes. it's milk it's cream it's cheese it's 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 powdered milk it's it's whey powder it's 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 whey it's it's uh, there's a variety of different ways milk can sneak into ingredients lists but i started looking at what i was eating and realizing i was consuming much more dairy than i than i thought because dairy is in a lot of like bread products here which is not and something I, I was expecting we went nuts on the bread yeah, yeah. we went nuts on the bread and we went nuts on the cheese. Yeah. yeah. Um, the cheese is not the type of cheese that it's only, it's only Portuguese cheese. You're not going to get other types of cheese. It's just Portuguese cheese and it's excellent, but yeah, we kind of went nuts on that. And that was maybe not the best move. So I've kind of had to re think about my diet and, and what I'm eating. And, and I, I've tried to, to be as vegetarian as I can. Yes. Um, and so that adds another layer onto it. That's, that's a conscious decision as opposed to a gastrointestinal sure. decision. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and so, so, you know, the easiest way to, for me to manage now is to just look for vegan on, yeah. on a menu because I know I can eat that. Um, yeah. I, you know, if I have time to parse things out a little bit more, I can, I can, I can make other things work. I can, I, I, I can and will happily eat eggs I, you know, I have, I have no problem with, with, uh, I'm, I'm actually now pes more pescatarian than vegetarian. Um, so I can, you know, so I, I will make, so it's been, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's better overall, but it's not necessarily I, where I want it to be every day either. One of the reasons I think that Lisbon was so attractive to us is it's much easier to be vegetarian here. Mm. Um, it's and that's something that is attractive to both of us. I don't eat much meat. Um, yeah, I'll use it as flavoring in cooking. Um, mm -hmm. Although <sighs> cooking has been a challenge. 
Um, I have a lot of recipes I really like to cook. I like to cook lots of big meals and freeze them. Um, I can't make any of my recipes because I am having trouble sourcing ingredients. Um, I can't get, wow, the things I can't get. (laughs) (laughs) Say more, like, are they normal things or would you consider the normal? Like I can't make lasagna. It's very hard to get, uh, like, there's only one kind of pasta sauce, and it comes in a small container. Um, That pasta sauce that tastes okay. Okay. It only tastes okay. And I don't want to go through the whole thing of making my own sauce. Oh, sure. So do they actually have, um, like, tomato paste there? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll name different things and they're, uh, yeah. they're ground different. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, okay. I could do that, but I really rather not. So no, but like, I like to put Italian sausage in it sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes, um, who there's no Italian sausage. Okay. So now I found a butcher and he won't make it for me, but I can buy um, fatty ground sausage, ground to the pork pork sausage, pork, um, ground pork to ground to the level I want. Okay. This is great. And it's really inexpensive. This is awesome. I just have to make it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not so awesome. Like that. I mean, even just, just that and mozzarella is not easy to get um, here. So yeah. it, it Portuguese, it's very easy to find Portuguese stuff. It's not a country like the United States where you have lots of different cultures coming in, bringing their own food, bringing a kielbasa from here and bringing it, you know, it's, it's like lots of different things here. It's we eat this. And so that's what's in the grocery stores. You can work hard and you can find some things. Yes. Am I going to find smoked ham hocks so that I can make red beans and rice? I can't even find the beans that are the right size. I can't find the right (laughs) beans. I am having, I'm struggling. Yeah, (laughs) it sounds like it. Um, So, you know, but I'll, I'll get there. It's just been a challenge. Um, Yeah. 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 Funny though, to, to go and find, uh, you know, corn chips in the world food aisle. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's been some really funny moments like that where you go, well, this is, this is interesting. <laughs> oh yeah. At the beginning we were, sometimes we'd walk into a grocery store and walk out with nothing. Um, just right at the beginning when it was really harsh because things are packaged in a totally different way. Sure. Uh, so you're not seeing anything. Everything is in Portuguese. So if you're looking for something, oh, it's hard to find. Yeah, um, it, it took me a while to find honey because I d- didn't bother to run it through the translator and realized, you know, once I looked, <laughs> once I was looking for Mel, I'm like, I saw it everywhere. But until oh. I was looking for Mel, I was like, there's no honey. And it's just it stuff that just didn't occur to me um, until a few weeks in. Oh, it was, I have a certain thing I really like to eat for breakfast. I really like to eat a certain type of, you know, just um, the normal. Um, yogurt, granola, and fruit. Yeah, uh, uh, but like a Greek yogurt. Yeah. You know, that's just, so <laughs> it took us a month or two to find a yogurt that tasted close. <laughs> <laughs> the yogurts were all kind of like sour cream. And it was like, oh, no, 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 no. No. Oh, we got another one that's a no, 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 no. You no. know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a rough go at the beginning. <laughs> but, but, but adventure oh, in yeah. and of itself. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. I um, I was curious as well about farmer's markets. So, or mm-hmm. just, you know, open air vegetable and and fruit market. And, and there are a ton of them. Um, there are a ton of mercados that are like municipal that are closed. Um, and then there's open air ones. Um, there's an open air one near us and it's every Saturday. Uh, and that one has maybe a little bit more vegetable. Um, it doesn't have the fish. It has, um, and it has some fruit. 
the majority of these are all fish. And then the rest is going to be veg. It's going to be fruit. Um, Cause the fruit here is unbelievable. The fruit is like, you've never eaten fruit like this. It's just, the fruit is just wowza. Everybody does acknowledge that the veg, not so, not, not so much, so, not so much on the veg. Hmm. However, if I walk down to the little corner store or to the grocery store, I can buy a salad, a chicken salad, you know, with a little chicken or whatever on it. And it's like, it's three bucks and it's a meal and it's fantastic. Ah. Just fresh and amazing and wonderful with cheese. That's fantastic and just amazing. And it's three euro. So Wow. Wow. That's that's amazing. And I know you guys were gardeners when you in Missouri, yeah. right? Yeah. So and we're gardeners as well. And we make a lot of, uh, we grow a lot of our own vegetables. Not so much fruit here. Montana's not. Not so much in Montana. No, not so much. We we gather huckleberries and do other things with fruit. Raspberries oh, can grow here. But, mm, it's the best. Oh. Yes. It's the best. You're killing me now. I know. I know. You have to come. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can smuggle some huckleberry products into the country when um, <laughs> we come in. So tell me uh, about that part of things, because I, I think in one of your latest posts, you had a, a plant that you were trying to identify. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever did identify it, but um, I'm curious if you, in your new place, or if you'll have room for even, you know, a pot where you can put a tomato or um, let grow your own any lettuce or anything like that? So one of the requirements for me um, on the new place was that I have a, a terrace, um, not a terrace, but at, at least a balcony. Well, then we walked into the new place, which didn't have a, and it was really just like, this was a place that was meant to be just sort of a, uh, you know, just sort of like to baseline. Um, it was just come on the market, you know, that type of thing. It was, you know, the realtor knew about it. And we walk, we walk up to the building and we look up at the building. We go, I don't believe this. We've been to this building before. Our friends had taken us to this building and this felt like a God moment. This felt like we got hit on the back of the head by God going, hey, this is your building. So we walk our, into- our, our, let me to, be clarif- to clarify, yeah. our friends took us to this building because they had bought an apartment in that building yes. themselves. Oh, so really? Yes. So sorry. And so yes. so we, when we, you know, we, we were out with them for dinner and they showed it, they walked us through over to, the, to, the, to their neighborhood where they were, that they were moving to and they showed us the building. They couldn't get, in, couldn't get inside. Of course, they didn't own it yet. So yeah. we, we saw it. We walked around, saw some of the you know, shops and restaurants and parks in the, in the area. And we thought, oh, this is a great neighborhood. Yeah. And we were we were looking at other buildings, you know, that might come on the market in like a couple of years. And this was a couple months ago. So we see this building and we're like, oh, wow. So we go into the unit and we're like, oh, and the realtor for the place says, well, I've got more and well, we're there. So we wander in and oh, my gosh, we fall head over heels. It has things I never even thought to dream of, but it does not have a balcony. So I don't get a balcony in which I can plant things, but I have a view. And I have a view of a tree. And that's in here, that's rare. And there's there's birds in it. So I have bird life. And that's for the both of us. I think bird life is is very important, and that's not something you get much here. Yeah, absolutely. We we're fortunate where we live to be in such a bird sanctuary. In some ways, we get tons of songbirds and migratory birds that come through here, and they do just make your life so much better. I think I read somewhere that the sound of water, the sound of wind, and the sound of birds are like the three yes. sort of necessities for humans to feel at peace or better mm. or calmer. Yes. Uh, and so I can see why that, you know, that tree and that those birds are going to be really amazing yeah. for you and so important. And it's funny that you say that because, you know, I've been looking 
uh, here from here at different places around the country. We haven't, we we're open to kind of wherever other than it's interesting. We're the opposite of, of you two in the sense we're like not Lisbon and not Porto anywhere else. (laughs) And, And I, I had said when we were looking last fall really seriously and some people were helping us, I gave them a sort of a list of criteria and then I realized, you know, I don't know that I need to even, those criteria may not even make sense for Portugal. Like I was, yeah. And the same thing happened for, for me is that we moved here and things that had mattered all my life suddenly don't matter. I, it's okay that I'm not gardening. I have gardened for I my entire life and yeah. I'm not gardening and I'm okay with that. Instead, I don't have a car and I'm walking everywhere and I'm enjoying a city and I get to look at all these gorgeous buildings that are just outstandingly gorgeous. And yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. I think that's one, a great piece of advice for people as well as to realize you're, things can change in importance to you. It, yeah. You don't have to have everything exactly like that you had in the U S in order to be happy in Portugal. Yeah. And uh, when do you move into the new place? Well, we, we signed the deed on Wednesday, so we'll get the keys on Wednesday and we've got, we've got three guys in a van coming uh, yep. a week from Tuesday. Um, and so uh, we, we've, we've, we've upsized from the six, duffel bags that we brought from the United States and we, we haven't started really packing yet, but we, we, we think we can probably fit it all into 20 to 25 smallish boxes. Um, and so it shouldn't take that long to, to, to it's the, the new, the new apartment is 750 meters from where we're living now. So it's only, it's less than half a mile and it, it's, it's, uh, should be a pretty quick, yeah. pretty, pretty quick move. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I know it's been a while, like you've been searching in, lots of different places. And this just was a God moment of it hit you and you went, yeah, that's it. It's that's one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. How much of the country have you explored thus far? Uh, I, yeah. We knew that we wanted to, we've only done exploring that has been towards where do we want to settle? So yeah. we haven't done like touristy stuff yet. Um, and we ha- knew that it would be towards the North because we know towards the south, there's a significant chance that with climate change, there's going to be some droughts that will be in danger water supplies. Right. So we're looking more towards the north. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I feel the same way. I'm I sort of looking at different places, just even in the U.S., that part of why Arizona was not on our list. and. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. I went, um, I think there might be some significant water issues there in the yep. future that I really don't want to invest there. And in fact, there so, are water issues now. Yeah, very okay. significant water issues right now. Although yeah. they've had a lot more snow in the Colorado River Basin this year, fortunately, that there there might yes. be a little bit of a change this year, but it, it had not been looking good for sure. And it's still not long-term looking great with, with climate change. Yeah. And I know another thing that's been important to you, it, tell me if I'm wrong, but is getting a place that had a good energy efficiency. Yes. So yeah. Did your new place? not that? comfortable in all places if you are, don't have an energy efficient unit. Mm. Um, the place we're moving into is not an A unit. Um, because at the time it was constructed, it didn't have, they required um, panels, uh, solar solar panels panels in order to be an A unit. So uh, it didn't get that. But we have the, the, the windows, the, the, the double pane therm, you know, glazed windows that will keep the, you know, so I'm, I'm not super concerned about the energy efficiency of our unit uh, or the comfort level, the, the ability to keep our unit comfortable. Yes. But one of the things that we had read before we got here and, and we're sort of like, how could this possibly be, is that sometimes it can feel colder inside than outside in, yes. in, in the wintertime. And, and we have found that to be the case, at, you know, especially when we were up in Braga in January, oh. we, we would not so much 
in like the, the, the renovated Airbnb, but when we would go to a, a restaurant, um, they, or a shop, the, 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 the general tendency is for buildings to be not well insulated. And, and, and especially if it's a shop anyway, that has, you know, floor to ceiling windows up, up front or whatever, they often will just leave the door open because there's no, there's n- no real efficient way to heat the place. And so if your door is closed and other people's doors are open, you run the risk of people thinking that the store is not open. So people walk right on by. So the doors are open. It's, it's, it's not, you know, coming from St. Louis, it would get below zero Fahrenheit, you know, not infrequently in January, but in Braga, it, 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 it doesn't dip below 35 or 40 um, on, a, on a regular basis. So but it's, that's still it's, not a temperature I want to sit down and, and have a meal. But at. that's not, no. yeah, that's not it's yes, it's, it's so it's like it's warmer outside than, than what you than, 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 than certainly a Montana winter. Uh, but you're also probably going to keep your house warmer than the average interior in, in, in you know, in a shop or a restaurant in, in, a, in a place in northern, you know, Portugal. So, uh, you know, so energy efficiency was was important yeah. to us. And, and I, I we're, we're the unit that we're moving into uh, um, has central air and heating. And so I'm pretty confident we can keep it at a reasonable temperature yeah. for not too much money. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and that brings me to another point, which I love about you too, as well, which is that you're very frugal, which is part of why, you know, this move was available to you as well as the things, the choices that you'd made in younger years financially as well. Um, so how have you found, I know pr- prices. Go ahead and call us cheap. That's okay. okay. <laughs> um, how have you found, the, in terms of going back to those rose-colored glasses, because there were lots of blog posts about how cheap Portugal was and, you know, the cost of living being so much less. And what I'm finding in my research is that some things are more than I'm going to be paying here in Montana and some things are going to be quite a bit less. Yeah. Um, yeah. But tell me if I'm wrong about that or, you know, if you're, yeah, we, yeah. you, you we're, we're all in the same position, similar positions. We're, yeah. we're moving from relatively low cost of living areas of the United States. And so it's, it's a totally different ball of wax. Most of the people we are closest to here in Portugal, most of the Americans that we've become closest to here in Portugal are from the coasts. And They'll be like, oh, it, Uber is so cheap. And oh my gosh, it's, a, it's, it's dinner is so cheap. And we're kind of like, it's not that much no. cheaper, if at all, than St. Louis yeah. was. And, um, you know, and, and, and the, 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 probably the, 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 from the real estate perspective, and this is something we've already written about, so it's not like I'm spilling any secrets here. We, we sold in St. Louis, our house was 1,600 square feet. It's, we had an eighth of an acre of land. We had a fenced in backyard. We could let the dog out. We had two stories to our, to the house. We had two bathrooms, four bedrooms. It we, had a, we had a garage. Um, you know, it was, we loved our neighborhood. We loved our neighbors and we sold that house in a, in a hot market. We put it on the market for, I don't remember, three, three sixty or something. And yeah. we ended up selling it for $80,000 more than we our asking price because it was a hot market. We got multiple offers and they were escalating clauses and, the, and, and it, we ended up selling it for way more than we ever thought we would sell it for. We moved to Portugal. We're renting right now. We're, we're sitting, we're talking to you today from our, our 56 square meters, which is about 600 square feet, one bedroom, one bathroom apartment that, um, yeah, we have no outdoor space at all. Um, we're in a building with an elevator, which is great, but, that's that you know as far as amenities goes it the, the unit came furnished but that's not relevant for the comfort for where i'm going with this because we asked our real estate agent you know hey we want to get a sense of the market when we when we decided to stay in portugal we said what's we just we, we just need something to put to grab onto to put some anchor points for our inner head if this unit that we're living in were to go on the market for sale which it's not what would be a reasonable asking price and this unit, she came back and said, would be about 530,000 euros, which is 100,000 more than what we sold our house and, and an eighth of an acre for in St. Louis. Now, I'm going to add that we are living in the capital city, yes. which is yes. the most expensive place to live yes. in, in Portugal. 
we are living in the most expensive neighborhood yes. in that capital city. Yes. So I'm going to add that in as a caveat. Yes. That's it. Ah! Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, people coming from San Francisco may not think that the, the, the pricing here is all that expensive. They're I, probably you know, like, give me four of them. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I do know a lot of whether you think this, this Portugal is expensive has a lot to do with your cost of living back home. Yeah. 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 I, 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 so I've, like I said, done a little, enough research that I've sort of figured that out. Like, I think one thing that will be potentially wonderful is my healthcare expenses mm-hmm. yeah. um, and my insurance going down. Yes. Um, since, you know, right now, and I've written about this too, I, so like a $500 a month and I get nothing. I mm. mean, it's a high deductible plan. So like I am still paying out of pocket for everything, which means, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot every single year. But my housing is fairly inexpensive because I live in a low cost of living, middle of the country area. And if, yeah. if we moved, when we sell here, and this is part of our calculations. I'm like, I can't move anywhere else in the U.S. and pay less. Like right. I'm right. going right. to have to pay more. No right. matter where I move in the U.S. and I'm not going to get as much for what I pay more for. Yeah, we right. have beautiful backyard as well. Lots of great landscaping, great garden, um, nice house, all those things. But am I willing to go somewhere that has a better climate and some other things that I'm that I want and pay a little bit more for my housing, which I probably will, from what I'm what I'm paying right now. So it's kind of that trade off. And I agree, you know, lots of people read that, but if unless you're coming from California or New York or the coasts in general, it's probably not the housing is probably not going to seem like a huge Right. Great big savings. Right. Or right. I have been looking at some, you know, real, really pretty rural areas of Portugal. And yeah, you can find, I could Shit. find some decent housing Absolutely. for yeah. <laughs> a lot less. The yes. only thing you have to watch out for, I understand about the really rural areas is that sometimes the healthcare is not as good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard that as well. And, and there's transportation and food and all sorts of things. Yeah. So just yeah. like in the US, I mean, you, you're going to get a different experience in New York than you do in Montana. Right. So yeah. you have to decide what you what's important to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, so. for us, living without a car got, yeah. got much higher on the importance list than I was expecting it to after we had a chance to sample that lifestyle for, yeah. for a while. We wanted to try it. You know, we thought we would try it for a while. And immediately we we just, wow, that's fantastic. I so wanted to ask you about this. Uh, because having a car is so important in America, in, in, yes. unless I think, unless you live in New York, really. Uh, the only, the only, those are the only Americans that I personally know who live without cars easily is um, in New York. Maybe you can do it in the D.C. metro area or some of the other metro areas. But it's rare for people yeah. to live here without a car. Yeah. So did you feel handicapped in some way in the sense of I like I can't just jump in my car and go somewhere? Or did or was it immediately, yay, I don't have that to take care of? You know? Oh, it's totally freeing. Completely yeah. freeing. Yeah. I, you have this sense of I can just walk out my door and go anywhere. Um, um you walk a lot more, you're healthier. And you have this total sense of freedom. You don't ever have to worry about parking. You don't Mm. have to worry about, you know, there's this sense of you're on guard when you're driving. And you don't have that sense when you're walking. You're just walking along, bopping along, enjoying things. It's a totally different world. And, of course, the safety here is through the roof. So when we think of when you're in the United States and you're thinking of walking, you're thinking, and you're a woman, especially you're thinking of walking, you know, where you've got the keys that are sticking through your front. Yeah. You've, and that's not something that you ever do here. You're just walking and just bopping along and not even, you pay attention to your surroundings because, well, you're supposed to, but yeah, really, no, you don't need to. Yeah, the, the, you know, board game nights will end at 11 sometimes, and nobody thinks twice about walking home, uh, you know, on a Tuesday or Thursday or a Saturday evening. Um, it's just what you do. 
Yeah. And my understanding is that uh, culturally, they're a, a later in the evening culture. So <laughs> dinner is later. And yeah, we live we live right across the street from a restaurant right now. They start serving dinner at seven oh. and they, they, they close at midnight. Um, wow. Yeah. And so we're, we're just about getting back towards open. open they, they just started seating their outdoor seating area last night or the night before. And we're so we're, we're just getting to the point again where we're going to have the windows open and there'll be people and you can hear them. Um, you know. It's a fine dining. I mean, that's one of the things to yeah. think about if you're going to be across from a restaurant is what type of restaurant. Or across from anything. <laughs> yeah. is you know So the restaurant that we're across from is one of those nicer places. So um, yeah. you know, you hear the chink of the China and, and, and conversation, conversation and, and, and laughter. Once in a great while, you hear the, the specific clap, 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 clap of the, um, there's a specific, uh, type of, uh, call for the happy birthday. Oh, it's Felice on a Vasario. That's one of the few phrases I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is a very different um, happy birthday song. Um, so once in a while, we hear that. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like even though you're in the city and in the in the most one of the most popular areas that you're, you're not feeling like noise is a huge problem. No, for you. noise is not. I mean, especially if you go a floor or two up is not. As big an area, you, 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 it's another thing to be aware of, though. Yeah, noise, at least in Lisbon, is is very localized. It's it's it's, yes. it's surprising how in some neighborhoods you can hear the airplanes going by, and in others, not that far away, you just can't as much. And 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 so that's something to be seriously, if that's important to you, to be aware of. And and like in this apartment, if we have the windows closed, it's very different than if we have them open. Oh, it's dead I mean, silent. If, if we open the windows, sometimes you, you do have to turn the TV up a little bit louder because you, the, the, you're competing with the car traffic and, and uh, from outside. Um, uh, and if, if the bombardos go zipping by on their, on their way to a call, firefighters or whatever, then, you know, then you may have to pause what you're watching for a second just to yeah. let let them sit by. Yeah. But um, so, it, 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 you know, if you're looking for a place to live, I would recommend if you can going there a couple times and just walk in the neighborhood at different hours just to see what it sounds like. I think yeah. our place that we're going to is going to be pretty quiet. It's we're not on the corner because like our street itself is very, very quiet. But mm-hmm. the street that we're corner with is much busier, uh, is, is busier. And it's also a cobblestone street. Mm. So, those are louder. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that there's a lot of cobblestone streets. And of course, all the travel vloggers say now for the ladies, and, and this isn't a problem for me because I don't wear very many high heels, but they're like, don't wear your high heels in Lisbon because you'll get <laughs> you'll get stuck. <laughs> you carry them. You, you yeah. carry your high heels, apparently, and then yeah. you change when you get there. Yeah. Or like at church, you see people in dresses and sneakers. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's very common to see. Sneak- I mean, yeah, absolutely. Definitely my vibe. In as you might imagine, Montana and fancy footwear don't really go together. No. For maybe maybe one month out of the year, you could get away with that. But right now, I am basically clad in LL Bean uh, snow boots for about six months at least. Yeah. Those are my main footwear, and I just don't care. I- yeah. <laughs> You, you all are going to see me in that and that's it. So, yeah. and, and maybe a pair of sneakers. So, <laughs> Well, I have kept you for almost an hour and you have been so kind with sharing so much. This has been flown by and I want to say thank you so much. Um, I know I had lots more questions, so I'm going to have to have you come back on at some point because sure. I got Healthcare well, it's questions. Been it's been an and, absolute yeah. delight. Oh, good. And you know how how you've dealt if you've gone back to the U.S. How that's been. All sorts of things that I think people will want to ask you. So I want to let people know how to find you. So mm-hmm. um, let me know what where should people go? Should they go to Substack? Should they go to YouTube? How best to connect with you? Probably Substack. Uh, that's the, the it's the easiest place. Um, it's lovefromportugal.substack.com, uh, and that's that'll that'll get you straight to the we 
published probably close to 75 posts or more now, close to 80 um, since we've been here. We, we try to put, put something out twice a week. Um, and, uh, and, and if there's, you know, there's a tab for drop us a line, which if you want to send us an email or, or, yep. or connect with us more directly, you're, you're, you can reach us that through that. Yeah. I just learned something about Substack that I didn't even know. <laughs> I, I felt I was able to email you to ask to be on this podcast because I, I like searched in my email inbox for, um, your, the emails that I get from you from Substack. So for those of you who are listening who are not familiar with Substack because this podcast is on iTunes and other places, it is wonderful. Go find out what Substack is. Like I, if you're burnt out from social media, Substack is the answer. Yeah. It is. Oh, it is. It is. Fabulous. Yeah. Wonderful community, such positive comments and I've I've just fallen in love with it. So, um make sure if you are listening to this to go and check out Amy and Scott's writing there because it's it's really really good and it's super entertaining and fun and informative. Thank so, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um I really have appreciated it quite a bit and can't wait to be writing from there myself. So <laughs> what happens soon enough, I'm sure. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to, I'll hit record and then Amy and Scott and I can continue our little conversation yeah. here. But for those of you who are listening and thank you for listening and we'll be back with more expat conversations hopefully soon. <laughs>